Hi, welcome to this Actionistas podcast. I'm Tony Barber, your host, and thank you so much for joining me today. And today we're going to meet Mr. Productivity, a productivity expert and online trainer who works with executives to help them gain control of their time. And he does that by taming distractions so they experience less overwhelmed, they feel a sense of freedom and can start to enjoy their lives. And that is something that we are all certainly craving for. And during our time together, I'm going to ask Mark to share some strategies and tips on how you can be more productive. So let's meet Mr. Productivity. That is Mark Struczewski, also known as Ski. Hi, Ski. It's lovely of you to join us and and thank you so much. Um, You've got a really interesting journey and I've listened to some of your podcasts and I've really been able to take away so many real tips about productivity. And what I'd really like to ask you about, first of all, is about you and your journey and how you got to be Mr. Productivity. Well, let me start by saying that I did not give myself the the name Mr. Productivity. That was given to me by someone on LinkedIn. So I don't want people to think, well, this guy's kind of arrogant. He gave himself his name Mr. Productivity. <laughs> That's not the case. And the reason why uh, Mr. Productivity is because my name is Mark Stuchowski. And if you try to find markstuchowski.com, good luck, unless you you know me really well. So I came up with mrproductivity.com to make life easier for everyone on the internet. Now, to your question, back in July of 2005, I was fired from my job here in Houston, Texas. I worked for a local hospital and I didn't know what to do at that point. So I said, oh, I know I'll become an entrepreneur. So I said, okay, what does that even mean? (laughs) First of all. And so what I decided to do is to become a professional wedding and portrait photographer. Now, I did not want to be a wedding and portrait photographer. I just wanted the really cool gear and people pay me to take pictures. I thought that was really cool. Now, keep in mind, we're talking 2005. Facebook was a baby. Twitter was a baby. There was no LinkedIn or Instagram or Snapchat or anything else. And I said, how can I promote my business? And I decided, oh, I know, I'll go out and speak to groups, teaching them how to be better photographers, and then I'll, you know, grow my business and brand. Well, the first time I spoke, my wife told me that I should not be a photographer, I should be a speaker because I had a gift of speaking. And I said, okay, that's really great. So I went to one of my friends who helped me become a professional speaker, but I didn't want to speak on photography. So I decided, how am I going, what am I going to talk about? So I came up with some topics, which I'm kind of embarrassing to tell you, Tony. One of them was from hopeless to hopeful. I don't know where I came up with that. It didn't go anywhere, obviously. Then I came up with a topic, how to overcome roadblocks on your path to success. Note the self. If you're not successful, don't tell people how to become successful. So one day I was on a phone call with one of my coaches and I was having a bad day. And he goes, what's going on? I said, well, you know, I really like speaking and teaching and training, but I don't know what to talk about. And he goes, why don't you talk about productivity? And I said, well, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? He goes, well, you're one of the most productive people I know. So why don't you share that gift with the world? And so that gave birth to my love of teaching productivity to the world. Mm, That's that's really interesting. And thank you for sharing that, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of face that same situation. Um, And it's really good of you to to share that with us. Now, of course, the next thing I'm going to do is to ask you for some 
tips I mean if someone was in your position where you were kind of at that you know what shall I do kind of thing could you could you give us just one tip on on moving forward to to kind of get you know how you got to that productivity what would be the one tip that you would give to somebody else having gone through as you say kind of things that you perhaps didn't want to do and things that kind of weren't quite right for you yes we all have an inner voice inside of us and mm. i believe everyone is called to do something and i'm 54 years young and I did not know what I wanted to do until I was like 50. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, well, I don't know what I want to do. It's okay. You're still breathing. You still woke up today. And I want you to give yourself some grace and permission and realize that you can't push a rope. You can't put a square peg in a round hole. You'll know when you discover what you're meant to do. And once you discover it, you hold on to it like a dog. You don't let go of it. And I think a lot of people they start their journey on building their business or brand or whatever. And then they, they give up after a couple of weeks or after a couple of months. Well, I'm not making a trillion dollars. I'm just going to give up. Well, no, because Facebook wasn't built overnight. Instagram wasn't built overnight. And people look at these high performers like Mark Cuban and Tony Robbins, and Oprah Winfrey, and they think that they were built overnight. They weren't. And what happens is they persevered. So if you're doing something you feel called to do, you got to go through the muck and the mire. You've got to go through bad times, making mistakes, spending money on courses and coaches that didn't give you any ROI or teach you anything, and just keep persevering. If you genuinely think you're called to do this and you feel like, hey, I could do this for free for the rest of my life, then you got to keep on keeping on. Don't give up. Uh, we all, we, most of us are familiar with Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill's classic from 1937. And he tells a story about three feet from gold. I'm not going to tell the story here. You can go get the book. But my biggest fear, Tony, is stopping three feet from gold. What if I stop today and then all of a sudden three days from now, I get a multi-million dollar client. And so when you know what you should be doing in your heart, don't stop. Oh, that 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 is really powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Ski. Because I know that there are a lot of, dare I say, sort of um, younger heart entrepreneurs that kind <laughs> of are are just wondering and searching. You know, where do I go? Particularly when we have um, you know situations redundancy, that kind of thing. Um, so I think that 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 perseverance, I think, is absolutely amazing. What I'd now like to do, if I may, is to kind of ask you about what your typical day in your business life actually looks like and how you might cope with you know, a curveball, something that's totally unexpected and how you don't let that throw your overall plans for the day out. Well, I'm a strong believer that everyone needs to have a morning routine. Now, I don't know what that routine looks like. It's going to be different for everyone. But what you need to do is your morning routine needs to be portable. In other words, you can't meet your friends at a certain coffee shop on a certain corner in your town that's not portable. So do something in the beginning of your day that gets your day started on the right foot. That does not mean checking your phone for social media, news, and all that stuff. Stay out of all that stuff. Guard the first hour of your day, and that way you are setting the tone for your day. Now, I'm a big planner, so I plan my tomorrow the day before. The day of, I will review my plan and say, okay, does this still make sense? 
And I try the best to my ability to stick to the plan. Now, if something goes wrong during my day, like for example, several years ago, my wife fell at home and broke her arm. That was not on my schedule that day. Okay. It did not say <laughs> Michelle will break her arm at 10, 10 a.m. today. So I had to adjust. And what happens is people get all frustrated and angry and overwhelmed when something goes awry and their schedule gets off, off the tracks. You have to give yourself grace and say, okay, listen, it is what it is. The internet went down, so I can't do my podcast interview or the power went out or, you know, I had a leak in my faucet in my bathroom, whatever the case may be. You've got to realize, hey, listen, you're still alive. Does this affect world peace? The answer is probably no. And you just got to say, hey, listen, okay, so my schedule got blown up today. It's okay. And then so you deal with the situation hand, the curveball, to put it in your words, and say, okay, now I don't, I can't get everything I wanted to get done the rest of the day because now my calendar got blown up. Okay, what do I need to work on next? So many people are like, okay, I'll just work to midnight. No, that's not the answer. The answer is what needs to be worked on next and then what needs to be worked on after that and after that, and just work your way back in your schedule. Try not to get overwhelmed because guess what? The best laid plans are going to fail. You could do the best job you can of, you know, planning your day. And then you get that phone call that one of your loved one dies. Well, you weren't planning that. So what are you going to do? Get upset over it? Cause you're, Oh, how'd you die today? Don't you know my schedule? You got to, you know, it doesn't work that way. People don't schedule when they're going to get killed. So, or die. So you have to allow yourself some grace and realize that as much as you try to have a perfect day scheduled, things are going to happen. You just have to roll with it. Mm, I think that's really powerful because I think you're absolutely right. There is a tendency to get flustered uh, when something doesn't go to plan. And then I think it can knock your whole day out. Whereas what you're saying, actually, you can can take that into account and then you can salvage the rest of your day perhaps with a death that's a little bit different but yes. certainly if you get that difficult client or, or, or perhaps you can kind of like make the most of your day so thank you for for sharing that with us something I was really interested in when I think it was one of your podcasts and you were talking about distractions and you've mentioned it today um, that is social media I think at the moment we we're kind of saturated with social media and I think we're very much encouraged that you know yeah you've got to be part of this that and the other now I was really interested in what you were saying about social media and I'm wondering if you could tell us how that works for you Ski and what what you do I mean obviously you don't avoid social media so how do you get that to be your into your product productive day well there's two aspects of social media there's consuming that's where you go on Facebook and you're actually reading the posts or on Instagram or on LinkedIn and then there's actually you posting and adding value to grow your business or brand so I don't have a problem with people being on social media all day long. If you're providing value, building your brand, building relationships, that's different. What you have to mm. be careful of is when you are consuming social media, because I've got something earth shattering to share with your audience today. Social media is designed to keep you on the platform until you die. They are not your friend. And if you do not set yourself up to be successful on social media, you will fail. So how do you become successful? First of all, realize you are in control. You can get out of the app. You can delete the app. You can delete your account. They're not going to, Mark Zuckerberg is not going to come to your house if you get rid of Instagram. 
The other thing is when you go on social media and you want to consume on social media, here's a couple ideas for you. Number one, set a timer on your phone. And when I say set a timer, I mean, you get the most horrific, awful sounding alarm. Go download the uh, an awful alarm from the from your app store. And then you set the timer. I wouldn't do more than 30 minutes of consuming social media at one sitting. Some people do an hour. I think that's too long. It's, it's affecting your productivity. And then you set the timer and then you go consume on social media. And when the timer, when the timer goes off, what do you do, Tony? You stop. put it down, you stop. You, exactly, exactly. Not like, oh, one more minute or five minutes. No, you no. stop. Press and the then snooze the other, alarm. Exactly. The other thing you can do is if you're a planner like me, let's say you have a podcast, you're recording from 12 to 1230. And then 12:30 to one o'clock, you want to be on social media. Okay. You're on social media. You schedule social media 1230 to one, but at one o'clock, you're going to make sales calls. So at one o'clock, your calendar goes off and says, Hey, Tony, um, time to make sales calls. If you do not have something to stop you on social media, you will be there for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 120 minutes, and it's going to be all day because there's nothing there to stop you. And so either use a timer on your phone or have something in your calendar that goes off after 30 minutes and says, hey, you got to go work on this other thing. If you don't, social media is not going to say, hey, you've been here long enough. Go away. They're just going to keep feeding you content over and over again until you like pass out and go to sleep. I think you're so right. It's so easy to get consumed. And I'm just going to take that one step further, because one of the things I think in your time management strategies was something that I was very interested in, and that is learning the power of no. Now, obviously, we've just been talking about the saying no to yourself, if you like, and stopping when you need to. But I was also interested in, in kind of something which I know people do find difficult with and that is learning to say no when people want a piece of you when they want a bit of time so it might be a client that's hey you know I just want to pick up the phone and I need five minutes now or whatever can you talk us through that a little bit please yes what people don't realize is when you say yes to someone or something you have no idea what you're saying no to because you can't see into the future. And so if you look at the high performers of our of our world, you know, Mark Cuban, Elon Musk, you know, Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, whatever, the list goes on and on. They are very judicious on their answers. And so if they can't do something, they say no. And I think when you look at the high performers, they say no a lot. If you look at the people who are struggling, they say yes a lot. And I'm like, there's a big correlation here. We've got to learn to say no. So if someone asks you, hey, Tony, do you have 10 minutes right now? I need to, I need to bend your ear. If you don't have 10 minutes, you have to professionally and say professionally and courteously say, no, I'm sorry. I don't have time right now, but I do have time tomorrow at 9 a.m. If you keep letting these people in your life, bothering you disrupting you you become a doormat so you need to learn to say that very powerful two-letter word no now i'm not saying mean viciously unprofessional you just say look i'm sorry no i can't help you right now or no i cannot serve on the committee or whatever because if you are a yes person you are not going to be able to get your stuff done because now you're saying yes to everybody in the world 
Mm, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, I think it, it is, I think a lot of us, particularly sort of entrepreneurs that are starting out with their first business, it's kind of yes to everything. Because I, I feel sometimes that as on, entrepreneurs starting out, we like to be busy and almost kind of, if you're talking to a client, even if it's not a paying client, it's not a prospective client, you're kind of just spending your time. And that can make you feel busy, can't it? But not productive, which is, I think, exactly what you're saying. So again, thank you for sharing that one with us. Um, something that has cropped up quite a bit is we, we've touched on it as well. When you're sort of facing a crisis, and uh, I think I, I've thought about a family health crisis, which can throw out your planned activities. And that's just not the activities for the day, Ski. It's perhaps, you know, you've got this lovely 90-day plan, and then suddenly your partner is diagnosed with an illness and you're kind of torn aren't you you're torn between wanting to do your bit for your partner and then you're torn with wanting to go um, about your business is there any tips or advice that you can give us if our audience is facing that situation please yes the first thing you need to do is breathe okay it sounds silly it sounds mm. really simple but when the world is appearing to crash down around you. You just need to step back and just breathe. Just because if you don't get in a state where you're calm, you're gonna start making silly decisions. You're gonna start making the wrong decisions. You may fly off the handle and insult someone or offend someone. So just take a few minutes when you get all the bad news or whatever's happening and just like maybe go someplace quiet I don't care if the chaos is all around and just sit down, close your eyes and do some deep breaths and just recenter yourself. Because what happens is when you don't do this, now you're in reactive mode and then you're not at your peak performance. And so I really encourage people, look at life is going to happen. I mean, life is going to happen. It's the way life runs. You, you cannot plan for every situation, but you need to realize that uh, give me an example when you're in a plane what do they tell you to do before you help the person next to you you put your own oxygen mask on you sure. take some time to go alone to close your eyes to take some deep breaths to center yourself now you're better able to serve the people who you need to serve if you don't do that now you're on edge now you're frustrated now you're angry now you're overwhelmed well how effective can you be how productive can you be and it doesn't take that long. I'm not saying go do it like a nine hour meditation. I'm just saying go someplace and just take some deep breaths and just calm down. Maybe say some affirmations or like I can do this or something like that. I think that's really important. Mm, th thank you very much. Because uh, again, looking at what you were listing as a distraction, you've put you and your mindset as a distraction. And I guess that follows in this situation. You know, if you're not calm, you're quite right. We all feel, well, we, we get out of control, really, really don't we? Um, so that is really helpful. Thank you very much for that. And I'd just like to, to finally ask you, um, if you you sort of looking at our audience and we ha have a wide mix of audience, some existing and established entrepreneurs and some sort of starting out. If you could tell that total audience three things, what would it be, please, Ski? Number one, turn off notifications on your phone. OK, mm -hmm. you're not that important. I mean, you can leave text messages on 
and you can leave calendar and reminders on, but turn 99% of your notifications off, what I call a notification cleanse, just turn them off. And if you need to have them on, well, at least on the iPhone, you can turn off the sound so the notification still pops up, but it doesn't distract you. Number two, disable vibration mode. Because if you mute your phone and you put it face down, but you have vibration enabled and someone calls you, texts you, a notification pops up, what's going to happen? Your phone's going to vibrate. You're distracted. You must look at the phone. So notifications and vibration mode. And number three, plan your day. Everyone is given the gift of 24 hours, unless it's your last day on earth. And you need to be very intentional about it. And I encourage the, the audience to think about what is going to move the needle to my, towards my goal. Tweaking the font on your website is not going to move the needle. Um, worrying about the picture on your on your about page is not going to move the needle. So I have a planner I use every day. And on the planner, it says, what are your top three priorities? And all the productivity experts that I know of talk about the big three. What are three things you need to do? It could be one, but no more than three. What do you need to do today that is going to move the needle towards your goal? And if it's not one of those three, then maybe you shouldn't be in that thing. So maybe consuming me consuming social media is not moving the needle. And so I think yeah. everyone needs to step back and say, okay, I'm going to turn off notifications. I'm going to disable uh, vibration mode. And I'm going to think every day about what are my big three and then only work on the things 90% of the day, 80% of the day um, that are going to move the needle towards your goal. That That's really helpful. Thank you. And again, I think it's something um, that all of us at times have struggled with. It's kind of like you want to do everything. And I think we've talked about curveball situations. And I think, it, it, you know, I love that advice just to sort of breathe and calm down. And that will help you think about those sort of things that you need in your day and what's really important. So, again, thank you so much for that. Um, you've given us such a lot to think about. Um, I know that the audience would like to access a little bit more of you. So would you mind just telling us where people can actually access some of your podcasts and where they can find you on the uh, web, please, Ski? Yes, I made it really easy for everyone. As I said, you know, I, my website is markstucheski.com, but good luck finding it. If you go to mrproductivity.com, Mr. is all spelled out. There you can join my seven-day productivity challenge, which over seven days, I give you simple strategies to be more productive. You can find out about my podcast, direct links to my your favorite podcast player, about my coaching, my online training, everything you need to know about me, including where I am on social media, because I love connecting with audience members. Everything can be found at mrproductivity.com. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. Well, that has certainly given us plenty to think about. Lots of really useful tips and strategies to make us be more productive. Once again, thank you so much for joining us on this Action Easters podcast and we look forward to welcoming you on our other podcasts.